You know, when I had come in the early years, tomorrow it will be 50 years. First of August, we were called by Baba, our family. So from the speaking lie and all that, it comes to my mind, the day when I am sitting with Baba, not here, at the time we were at Mehrabad. And we were brought up to speak the truth always, to be very... <laughs> to be very straight and to be very honest and speak the truth and never to tell a lie and all that sort of thing. So naturally when we are brought up by our parents like that, we have the pride, you see, of having been disciplined and all that. Well, now I'm 21, I'm with Baba. I come and sit with him in his presence here, not here at Mehrabad. You know. There are the old monthly people who are there, and I've been observing. I'm a novice, novitiate. Few months have passed by, and I've been observing. And being brought up, you see, in an environment where truth prevailed all the time, I couldn't tolerate, you see, all the lies that fly back and forth, back and forth, amongst the mandli and all that sort of thing. But I'm observing, I'm a novitiate, I have no voice and all that. But when it comes in the presence of Baba, I'm there, and all of a sudden one day I burst out. But that's not the thing. Baba, this is not, he's, he's not being truthful, he's not honest in that respect. I overheard something different at the time. Baba didn't say anything to me. Another couple of months passed by, I cannot tolerate anything of that sort. I burst out again and again and again. It went on for a year. Just imagine Baba's patience, you see. When one day he calls to me and says, sit down. You, you always speak the truth? I said, yeah, we have been told to speak the truth and we speak the truth from our childhood. And now what has happened? Well, I feel as, as if I have... Never, never have my family or my friends or acquaintances ever seen me angry, never seen me speaking a lie. But now with the passage of this one year that has passed by, I have started, you know, accepting the lies and speaking sometimes a lie and being angry. And, and I feel that, well, I'm sliding down and not being myself. This is, so you think that this is all dishonesty? Yeah. And I don't know what has happened to me, Baba. I was so good in the beginning, and now I find myself in this sorry state of mind. This is, you know, what has happened is that it's just like I have a big sugarcane farm. And you are one of the canes in my farm. 
I got you uprooted from the farm and I passed you through the expeller and you gave the juice that is sweet, no doubt about it. You feel yourself so sweet. Yeah, you are sweetness. But when I put it in the cauldron to get that juice boiled in order to crystallize the sweetness, what happens? Have you noticed anything? What happens when the juice of the sugarcane is boiled in a cauldron? Said, yeah, the scum comes up and the throws come out. So do that. Why do you feel sad and sorry about it? What, what, what's happening now is all that scum is coming up. That sweetness is there. But mixed with the sweet, sweetness, there was that that is now coming to the surface. And all that you need to do is to just pass it out, throw it out. Okay, that's all right. That's all. I can't speak further because otherwise what will these youngsters think, you see, about it? Then he tells me one thing. He says, you know, you take pride in speaking the truth. I've noticed that for past one year. I'm talking about my year, first year with Baba. Tomorrow will be the 50th year, you know, Shirin. 50 years have passed by. And what's going to happen? Nothing has happened. I've lost everything except myself. And Baba wanted to, me to lose myself. But instead I've lost other things and kept myself intact. So that first year, he's uh, taking me to task and says, you take pride in being honest and truthful and all that. I said, yeah. Do you know the meaning of speaking the truth? What is being truthful? Said, yes, to speak the truth, never to speak a lie. Said, no, that's not the meaning. It's not that. When, when is truth spoken out has ever crushed somebody. If it has ever crushed somebody, it cannot be the truth. Truth is that which always uplifts others. This is what he is telling me. <clears throat> and being a novitiate, you know, young man I am. And I said, is that the meaning behind it? We thought to speak the truth is to speak the truth at all costs, you see, whatever may happen. I had that dirty habit of correcting others. No, that's not the truth. That's not being honest. This is what had happened. Speak the truth out. And that would crush the person. So he, is, he had noticed that for a year like that, and he's <coughs> admonishing me. To speak the truth is always to uplift others. The resultant effect is to uplift others. So man, many things he said, you see. It will never crush somebody. If it ever crushes somebody, then know that it has not been, you have not spoken the truth. And I just keep quiet. Nothing enters my mind. How can it be? Because we were trained to speak the truth. We had to be honest and all that. So he says to me, listen to this story. You have heard of Prophet Muhammad, no? And his very close disciple was Ali. You may call it, call Ali to be his right hand. He was also related to 
Lord Muhammad, Prophet Muhammad. So after Muhammad had passed away, naturally every individual went his own way, carrying out the injunctions that were there and all that was there. And Ali was very much revered by the Islamic world at that time. Because he was senior, he was closely connected with the Prophet himself, related to Prophet, Prophet loved him very much, gave his own daughter in marriage to him, and so forth. So, but natural. The impact was there on the public. So now this Baba tells this story that this Ali was one day sitting out, out of a prayer room. At the time of Muhammad, Muhammad had taught a prayer to all his followers. Just as Baba has given us the universal prayer, you know, the master's prayer, we say, Muhammad had also given prayers to his close ones to recite every day, five times a day. Luckily, this time Baba didn't tell us to pray five times. <laughs> we hardly find time for one time. So what happened is that naturally there were these centers. Now we have these centers, isn't it? This center and that center and this town and that city and all that. So likewise, there were these mosques created, prayer room, prayer halls. So at one of the prayer halls in his hometown, Ali was seated outside. The door was shut because it was not time for prayers. And on either side of the doorway, there were masonry benches there. So he's sitting on one of the benches like this. Contemplative mood. Mama has just passed by, passed away. And he's sitting quietly. All of a sudden, a young man comes running to him and says, Ali, Ali, save me. People are after me. So Ali got up from he opens the door and says, get inside. And he shuts the door. This is the story told to me by Baba, mind you. And Ali takes his seat again from, so when he got out, instead of sitting on, at the same seat, he went and sat by the, ne the next seat that was there. He was sitting again. Within few minutes, a whole crowd is running, you know, and seeing Ali seated all by himself, says, Ali, Hazrat Ali, have you seen some scoundrel running from this side? Have you seen him? This is not since I have sat here. The man inside is trembling with fear because his life is in danger. And this is what the reply was given by Ali. Not since my having sat over here. I haven't seen anybody. Hearing that, they didn't want to waste time. They started running further, you know, catching hold of that scoundrel, wanting to catch hold of the scoundrel. After they had disappeared, they had gone away. Ali opens the door and says, now it's all clear, you can go away. But instead of going away, he bowed down to Ali and says, I have overheard what you said and it has changed my whole life. I have been a scoundrel for my lifetime, robbing others, killing others. I have been set free quite many times, you see, from the jail. But nobody seems to have transformed my life. 
but your having speak, spoken what you spoke has uplifted me and now may i embrace islam this is sure enough so, so will you call it a lie baba tells me this poses this question did you speak the lie i said yeah this is now it uplifted it saved one life uplifted that scoundrel and made him into a saintly person that's not a lie you have wrong notions of what is lie and what is truth including the lie and anything and everything is nothing but the part of the truth truth has no counterpart as a lie anything and everything is a provided that helps to uplift somebody and never crushes if anything that even if you were to speak the so called human humanistic truth you know and if it crushes somebody and destroys life or harm somebody is not the truth keep quiet say nothing there yeah John, yes can I speak? yeah we'll speak oh, no. last week john about this huh okay um it seems to me listening to you, that one of the important things if we would want to apply this in our lives in a practical way is that we would have to know what motivates us yeah because every single situation is very different and if you are not clear hearted as you might say or as i might say knowing your motivations if you don't know that Then you can't really find it. Of course you can't. You can. That's true. But so you true. have to return to the old standard of morality in the world. Better to do that. Yeah, but and then then at least you're on safe ground. Yeah. Of course Ali wasn't lying. He said that he hadn't seen them since he was sitting there. I'm I'm telling when I am in the camp of somebody, you know, of the of the of the avatar and that was my predicament at that time. So I'm not speaking of the life in the world. That life in the world I was taught I was taught to speak the truth, so-called truth. And I remonstrated against anybody speaking something which was not honest or truthful. So that's why he gave me this example. That either shut your mouth or speak the truth in such a way that man's life is uplifted. or something is there that helps him not crushes him what you say what you say is right is a good thing the huh? great taste that much sweeter then in the world it is good it is good so there no no why wise men always keep mum when there is a question of crushing somebody Oh, we even see the manly getting wild on somebody getting very mad and the person will feel very bad yeah of course so that that seems very natural it is natural but then the but then the but then what baba has said that as soon as you feel that the man is crushed you see because of your anger that you give vent to your feelings and all that yeah so let some time pass by few minutes or half an hour an hour go there and beg pardon and forgiveness and say that how stupid you are you have created the situation 
and ask him to forgive you and forget about the whole episode. Who is that? Heather has come? What's the matter? She's changing her physiognomy every now and again? Yeah, Rich, just she because you're changes. getting blind, you're blind. <laughs> now wait, was that uplifting Heather? <laughs> <laughs> She's uplifting me because yeah. I'm so happy that I'm getting blind to illusion. <laughs> <laughs> that so? Baba, Baba had said that I have not come to give sight to the blind, I have come to make you blind to illusion. I'm thankful. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I was just saying, Erich, quietly, in confidence, because you marched in to Rufus, that that was true of you. It is true in my experience with you. What is that? That so many times you've yelled at me, got mad at me, wild on me, blah, 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 blah. Oh, and it hasn't affected me. But in my life with you, three times you've gotten really wild on me and it really affected me. And within one minute, you embraced me and said you were sorry. Thank you. But how did you know? How do I imagine I don't know? You know? Yeah, there is a little gadget that is given to us, you see, that I've, I have displeased him. We have all got that gadget. We have a gadget within us that registers that we have displeased him, not displeased you. And so I come begging like a puppy to you, forgive me. What would you mean? What kind of gadget? Conscience. Conscience. That's tricks, you see. Yeah. There's not, this is not the way. Baba wouldn't want us to be like this. The that trouble is, is that makes you feel worse because I was usually wrong. <laughs> when he says he's sorry, it's so much worse. <laughs> That's your lookout. I'm on my clear what? side. Yeah. <laughs>